Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami. Picture at Los Angeles 2017. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. Guess who I am? I'm H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. No way. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then... What do we do? We talk about it. And we just watched season six, episode 13, The Bloom is Off the Rose, which aired on January 5th, 1991, and is the one where uh, Rose and Miles go skydiving. Go skydiving. Kind of. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. But it also, I forget the other, I forget like the B story in this episode. There was even a C it's, story. I know. It's heavy. Mm-hmm. It's surprising. I didn't, I didn't realize that was coming. I was yeah. so thrown off. I I confuse this episode, like this B story, Blanche's B story with this man who's abusive with the one who of the baseball player where he turns into a cross dresser. Like I all right. I flip these always. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why. And then there's a really fun C story where where Sophia is just bored out of her mind doing yeah. jigsaw puzzles with Dorothy. So much fun. <laughs> Such a fun, perfectly written episode. I love and it. And we're not alone today. No, we aren't. Second week in a row where we we've... are not alone. Wait, no, you are not alone. Yeah. That's the song. Well, okay. Uh, yeah, no, we we aren't alone, and I'm so excited. So we're gonna. I'm gonna tell this story after I introduce him. But the way we met was a really funny situation, and and he's just the best. And he's he's an Instagram celebs. He's a writer. He's a, it's a personality. Everything. He's the best. Guys, welcome Joey Gray. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> we're happy to have you. I've been. Dying to get into this yeah. room. So, okay, I need to set that, set up the scene for how we first met. So, because uh, I haven't even heard this story. No, it was after the election, um, and Jeffrey Self had, I, I believe it was the election, right? Pulse. What was it? It was the it was pulse. pulse. It was pulse. I oh, yeah, confused tragedies, and um, <laughs> didn't mean to get political. Sorry, my beliefs. So. Uh, yeah, it was after the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando. And Jeffrey Self, a friend of ours, and an amazing writer and comedian that you guys should check out, and he will be on the podcast at some point in the near future, um, uh, had this Facebook live stream that he basically had gay artists and entertainers and celebrities come on and be like, what do you love about being gay? Talk about being gay. Just to show that being queer is being queer of any type of queerness that you are, meaning you don't subscribe to gender norms or your sexuality is somehow different from the standard heteronormative, you know, standard out there. He was doing something really good for a lot of people. So it was a really great thing to be a part of. And I was, we both were on it and 
it was during my bit that I had when he was interviewing me that we started talking about the Golden Girls and the importance of the Golden Girls, of course. And um, and then I showed my tattoo, and literally the room kind of went like, <laughs> and that's where Joey was like, shut up. And, and it was like this instant sort of like, I need to do your podcast. We need to be friends. I'm following you on Instagram immediately. Let's talk about this. I was never more sure about anything in my life. Yeah, it was it was immediate. It was so like, because like, I get a lot of like, Golden Girls people coming at me. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll be I real. don't know what you mean. You, I still have yet to be recognized. I know. Well, I need a tattoo. You I know. need a tattoo, and you also probably need to be a lot more louder, because, like, I feel like I'm very loud, and I feel like you're not, like, as, like, I'm here! Yeah, you mean socially loud, in yes. that you go out and do stand-up sets, and I stay home drinking wine and watching Vanderpump Rules. Yes, exactly yes, that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. 9 out of 10 Golden Girls fanatics are queer men. That's true. So it's true. It's a deficit where you're West operating. Hollywood. Yeah, you <laughs> You, you you need to get out. You need to go down to Santa Monica more a little bit. I Santa live Monica right Boulevard. off of Santa Monica. I know. You need to, you need to leave and your the apartment. Address is. And you, yes. <laughs> you need to go down to the gay bars. Trust me, if you go to the gay bars, I'm we'll get recognized. I'm not close to Boys Town. I will say that. It's not. Is it called Boys Town here? That's no. Chicago, isn't That's it? That's Chicago. We can call it Boys Town here. What is we that? We can. It's called West Hollywood. Oh, I've, I've heard the part of Santa Monica that has a lot of the gay bars is called Boys know. Town. I've never heard that. No? That's always Chicago for me. Wow. Well. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so we met there, and you are obviously a very large Golden Girls fan. You aren't physically large. You are just a large <laughs> Golden Girls You're fan. You're tall, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lifelong. Yeah. Um, I think it was, I don't know if that was an invitation to... Please speak yes, on please. that. Yes. It, it, it must have been my grandmother. I mean, I remember being a kid and watching the episodes as they were airing in, like, you know, while the series was still on television. Where and, are you from? Um, New York. I grew okay. up in New York. My grandmother lived in Howard Beach. Got it. Which is in Howard Queens. Beach. Howard Beach. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't, it was it was nostalgia, but it was also so funny. And it yeah. handled it. We'll probably get into it with this episode, but it navigates social issues. Yeah. And it gets in and out of these larger life themes so effortlessly and yeah. while you're laughing especially you're also, this episode yeah yeah absolutely um and then as i got older i kind of like rediscovered it like mm-hmm. into my 20s post high school sex in the city obsession days and it was like oh wait but this is we were bonding about that before yeah. we started recording about our mutual sort of the double whammy we've talked about this on the podcast before that carrie isn't as much of a sex in the city person no, as i, I never am. watched it and i i remember i was living in chicago at the time going to going to college and i uh Sex and the City was sort of in its final run when I was in Chicago. And it was so important to me for some reason. Like I had, I connected with these characters and now I find like the past few weeks, we were talking about this this past weekend at Jeffrey's house Mm -hmm. that, um, that I've been like sort of depressed and sort of all over the place and lots of anxiety. And whenever I get into that kind of situation, I always go to either the Golden Girls or Sex Mm -hmm. and the City. Mm -hmm. It calms me down. It focuses me. It gives me direction in a way. I don't know. I mean, does it give that for you? It's that midnight cheesecake, which there wasn't in this episode. No, there was no but cheesecake. But there was a lot of midnight because it felt like yeah. almost every scene but the first one took place You're right. around like it was in the evening around the time when a date's supposed to come pick you up. Yeah. Because there were so many dates. Yeah. So it's just like we were just <laughs> jumping through time and it's just evening, 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 evening. I remember for watching most this, of the watching the Golden Girls as a kid or even just the NBC blocks of Empty Nest and Nurses and oh my stuff. God, yeah. And, and the, the adults would like do things at night and I would be at home watching this because I couldn't go out and do anything because I was too young. Mm-hmm. And I would see the adults going out at night and doing things and I'd always be like, oh, I can't wait to be an adult so I could like 
go out and see someone at like nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was such a, it was such like an exciting thing to see. And now that I can do it, I never want to leave my apartment to go out. Cause you've got yeah. golden girls on. Yeah. On Hulu and DVD here. We're all here. just like miles. You guys, we yeah. just want to stay home and do the same thing oh, night after night. I'm trying to get away from that so I can broaden my horizons and get out of my funk. Fun fact about this episode. Yeah. This is actually the last episode where Miles Weber is Miles Weber as we know him. Because right, the next appearance versions. he will make, he will be Nick Carbone and his Oh, he uh, shifts in the next episode. Yeah. His uh his witness protection the identity. Man cometh. Interesting. So wow. it's a shame that he didn't die skydiving, because then we Why do I feel like the cheese man wouldn't have had to come <laughs> look for him? Miles hasn't been around that much. Right? I mean, how many episodes? Your is... memory is terrible with it stuff is. like this. You're always like, I feel like we haven't really seen Stan think... at all. And I'm like, <laughs> we just saw him. I don't feel like I remember. Maybe I'm so focused on the girls that I don't think about the other characters ever. Maybe. Because like, I don't ever remember Miles ever from like past I mean, episodes. I said Coco the other day and you were like, who? <laughs> just kidding, guys. He didn't do that. He never I definitely would. They should have brought Coco back for something. Like season five just to like throw Coco a bone. I know. Yeah, they they should have. Something. But, yeah. you know, it's the Golden Girls. They never, they never would have done that. They could have hired Coco instead of Marguerite. <gasps> That's that true. That could have been a, although. They also recycled actors constantly. Yeah, they, they could which have recycled I both love it. and hate about the show, but I think it's like it could only have existed at that time. Yeah, yeah. That's and also we character have, actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've, we've talked, talked about, about that a bunch. Lot. Like, yeah, it's something totally. that they just did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. Should we get into it? Yes. Let's get um, into it. Let's get into so, right it. off the bat, I'm, I mean, and this is the first episode of 1991. I'm so in the 90s when I see Sophia making a call to like a late night radio show to talk yeah. to a woman. It reminded me of, do you guys remember Delilah? Yeah. You would like call with your advice. How it was many very, times? Like, sleepless in Seattle. High school, listening in my car late at night. I was going to the Barnes and Noble in Kirkwood to study, <laughs> study, slash talk with friends. And Delilah would come on and I would sit in my car, 1992 Cutlass Sierra Oldsmobile, and I would cry from some of the I'm stories. Just, I'm going to read a letter now from... <laughs> And I just, if you should hug your significant others, it's just so nice to be loved. Like, that was very, her voice was like, it. W- if you listen to it in the car, it would somehow, like, it was the right, like, decibel to just yeah. get right into your heart. Get right you know in what I mean? Open the chakras yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also love that when Sophia calls to complain about Dorothy, she gives her yeah. name as Cher. I know. Um, since we were just talking about Cher in the very in the last, last episode, episode. So the last episode we watched. I heard that one. was the film yeah. yeah and and we learned that Cher was supposed to be the sister the Phil's wife but it didn't work out could you have imagined I mean I know. what in the I know. hell think about the and, and Sonny like. Bono had just been on the show do you think yeah. that do you think like casting Sonny saying Cher do you think it's like reminding Cher like hey remember when you said you wanted to be on the show we're just reminding you right. yeah, so what like if, when Cher's <gasps> on the treadmill watching she's what like if, Cher what if it was just that's shady me the whole time. oh what that's if, right <laughs> I wanted to be on the show what if Sonny Bono's casting was just bait to get more Cher I think it was because honestly that's why I post Cher, pictures on Instagram to get that if Cher cancelled on them like four or five times now it's like well, we gotta have Cher she's right. the yeah. only person person who's flaking out on being on the Golden Girls, this amazing Emmy-winning show. Guys, we just <laughs> nailed it. Oh! There were no shortages of references to Sharon Sonny, though, throughout no. this entire no. show. No. I love it. Yeah. Best costumes ever. The Sonny best. And Cher. Oh, I mean, oh, they with, were the best. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Mike Dennison, if you're listening, that should be your next pin. I think it is. Doesn't he have one already? 
He has the Dis Damn one, oh, but I don't think right. and he has the Sophia Psycho. Mike Dennison. We're saying Sunny and Cher. Um, Blanche, in the meantime, in the kitchen is doing oh, laundry. Breath. This Blanche story is so upsetting and troubling, and I relate to it on so many levels. Like, it is like... Because you often also run out of bleak. I run out of bleak. I do. I actually just ran out of bleak. <laughs> well, good. This episode reminded you. I did. I had to bleach my, my sink, and I, I did. I ran. I hate Rex Huntington. Of, yeah, I was trying to, to. I was trying to figure out what was redeeming about him throughout there the entire episode, thing. and it was like a sexual thing. Where, I guess we're meant to believe he, he probably has pats like a, her on the butt and yeah, kisses her real hard. It's probably and really aggressive, well, and she probably likes that. But at yeah. one point, here's what I have trouble with, and I know you're going to give me a hard time about this, but in Blanche's little girl. Becky's fiance, Jeremy, did the same thing to her. He yes. was always like, hurry it up. You look terrible. He mm-hmm. was always putting her down. And Blanche was the one yeah. that was like, no, no, this is unacceptable. So for then, for her to be a victim in the same way, I was like, Blanche, come on, you know better. Yeah, but if it's happening but to you I and know, you want I think I it's by design that way. I yeah, feel like I it's... I mean, maybe we're reading t- way too much into it, but oh, it's no, almost to I say, do. like, no, I think it's totally true. Like, when I'm doing something that I know is probably wrong or I'm involved in a situation mm-hmm. I know is wrong and is hurting me, like, of course, you see it and you tell it to me, but I'm finding reasons to validate it. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm not saying doing. it can't happen to her because she recognizes it in someone else. I was just yeah. frustrated because I was like, this guy is another Jeremy. Yeah. Um, he was a jerk, but I bet I could see why he's probably good in bed. Like, I could see he's it. He's very tall. He's very tall. He has long arms and big hands. He grabs her butt, and he's really, like, just... I they needed see it. to he's cast a tall a man. man. Yeah, they I could... <laughs> she, like, lays there, and he, like, is just, like, doing it. I f- yeah, I feel like he's very... But I'm not even sure they were doing it that much. He kept standing her up all the time. That's true. That's she true. She just wanted it real bad. Oh, think so about if they had cell him. phones. Oh, he would be demanding those nudes. Oh, yeah, he would. He needed to be <laughs> she bigger would just be than falling the Arthur, too. We were talking about that this weekend. On So Joey is one of the better Instagram people I've ever seen in my life. And before we leave this apartment, I think we should do a video or a picture of me and you doing a selfie so you can teach me how, what kind of face I need to oh, make. Because okay. I look like a fucking cartoon and every. <laughs> Every single fucking photo. Um, so we'll do that and we'll post it on this episode. Sure. But uh, uh, we were talking this weekend about how when you like someone and you are texting with them and whatnot, the most evil thing in the world is on Instagram. There's the notification feed and mm-hmm. then it says you under it on notifications. And then directly to the left of it, there's this following feature where mm-hmm. you can see everybody who you're following and what they're liking and what they're, who they're following. So you can see people liking sort of sexy pictures and you're like, your friend's real horny. Or this is what's happening to me. You can see someone you like and then they are liking lots of pictures and they're not texting you back. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's yeah. almost as bad as red receipts yeah. on. Yes. 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 It's evil. It's an evil thing. Instagram, why do this to us? I really want to start a revolution to get rid of this feature. I don't think it's necessary. I don't. I love Rose's star sweater in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it back in. Thank you. Thank you. Reel it in. Um, Going Marlin fishing right here, right now. Yes. He was going to kill her. They were going to go Marlin fishing at night, at by night. the way. Yeah. At yeah. night? Yeah, that's insane. He that's was insane. 100% going to murder her. Wow. Um, that's oh, that's a Scott Peterson thing. Oh, Jesus. Boy. Uh, <laughs> in the meantime, Rose is bored because Miles is incredibly predictable. Yeah. Um, Isn't that usually a sign that, like, there's trouble in the relationship? Um, 
I don't know. I think, well, I think it depends on how you react to it because like when Stan and I first started going out on dates, we would like go to a barcade or like go bowling, do fun stuff. But now... We love staying in so much. That's because you live together. Well, yeah, we live together. But (laughs) even when we didn't, I would just pack bags and I was at his place all the time. So I like the comfort in the fact that we don't really go out that Mm -hmm. much. So Mm -hmm. I think for me, it's comforting because that's who I am. But if maybe I were a more adventurous person. Yeah, Rose seems like the type of person that she needs activity. She needs to go be with people and... She, she's, Rose is like the sleeper hit. She's always got those like one-liners or like little kernels of revelations of like things you didn't know about Rose. And, yeah, and she's there's also no a shame slut. about it. Yeah, exactly. She's also a huge. Oh yeah, we were slut. saying that Rose really is the sex kitten. We know that Charlie is like bigger than a horse, God, right? I want to see and that dick so bad. In this episode, <laughs> she says that her and Miles have four hours of the most boring sex she's ever four had. Hours. I yeah. had sex last week, and I was so surprised it lasted for forty minutes. Yeah, 40 minutes Work. is good. You should be 40, proud of that. I think that's a yeah. 40, like, that's a good amount, like, from, like... 40 is great. That's a great amount of time. I'm very proud of myself. Yeah, and these are older people. Later in the episode, Miles says he's over 60, mm-hmm. and they're yeah. doing it for four hours. Four hours at 60? God, I found Also only. knowing that Pre-Viagra. this is why yeah. Rose... Pre-Viagra! This is why Rose kills men when she has sex with them, that's, because you know, they're having sex for, for four hours. Yeah. Oh, but my if God. It's, you're when right, they go on is, the cruise, that episode's brilliant. Oh, my God. She's going to kill him. Oh, yeah, if she if he's having sex without Viagra at sixty for four hours, a you know he's really into oral, yeah. and b God bless him, God, God bless, bless him. him. Did anyone else read into this though, and like as a parallel of abusive relationships? Because there was some sort of like low key Rose being a bit of an abuser toward Miles in this episode, oh. where he was proving himself and invalidated in their relationship. She was definitely holding him up to expectations that he could not live up to because they weren't true expectations. They she was she had this idealistic version of Charlie in her mm-hmm. head and in reality Charlie was just a scaredy cat who could mm-hmm. fuck and was really well hung. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> sign which, me up. Put that yeah, on a I'm fine sticker, with that. Jesus. Like, let's stay with that, please. But like he she never she she was imagining a Charlie that didn't exist. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. There was a little bit of I don't think it was necessarily abuse. I just think she wasn't being necessarily forthright in, right. in her description of Charlie. And also, she was having miles. Charlie, but Charlie, it. however, wasn't boring when he went to the bank because he mm. would wear a ski mask. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's and what else did they do with those ski masks? <gasps> I wonder. Oh, oh role play. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is such a funny moment when when she's sitting there and she's like, Charlie th- believed that every single moment, no matter how boring, could be exciting. <laughs> Even going to the bank. That's why you would wear a ski mask. Yeah, it was so great. It was, I, I love, love when Charlie. she's like, he'd walk in and be like, don't shoot, it's me, Charlie Nyland. Oh. <laughs> like, and that's such like a drag queen thing to say when you like enter a room. Don't shoot, it's just me. <laughs> like, I'm just Is here. It? Yeah, you like flip off the wig and like reveal oh, yourself. Funny. Yeah. I was also surprised that um, Miles, because like they went to the Thimble Museum and he wants to go to that Zipper Town. Like, oh, and boring. But remember in past episodes, we've learned how cheap Miles is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's taking her out on dates. A Thimble Museum can't cost that much. Yeah. It might be I mean, free for seniors even. Oh, yeah, probably. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> and they were going at night. So it might have been one of those like LACMA situations where you, you go get past. a free night. Right. Oh, I love those nights. I'm a LACMA member, though. Yeah. Oh, well, you don't have to worry about those things. Nope, I don't. I still have I, to pay for I stuff. I feel though. like Charlie was also 
being like he was like really playing up the cheesiness of like the dumb dad jokes. Mm. I was like, I think Charlie might be high because like oh. he's never behaved this way before. I bet Charlie. I mean, there there is something really attractive about Miles. I have to admit, like Miles has. I think he's a good. Harold Gould was a good looking man. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he has something. My favorite joke in this scene was when Rose is like after he leaves, and she was like, oh, she's like two hours listening about thimbles. Couldn't wait to give the headset back. <laughs> I don't know why that joke slayed me. Like, so I laughed on. out loud. Rose had, I mean, Rose, up until the very last moment, she gets the last line in the, in the episode, and it is, she's perfect. She's perfect mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. episode. I mean, yeah. they all are, but the only one that I think sort of built up to perfection was Dorothy in this episode, because she was reserved for most of it. There are two moments that mm-hmm. really stand out in the, I guess, C story, is her and Sophia at home, putting that jigsaw puzzle together oh, that lunar, her full body that, orgasm uh, when yeah. she when she <laughs> when she solves the puzzle and that full body or yeah oh that I, I i said out loud i was like i need a gif of that immediately yeah it's that's doable so by the way there's apps i'm gonna do that yeah. i'm gonna do that so below our selfie picture okay. i'll put that gif we're gonna have a series Dorothy of things on this episode yeah um <laughs> God. so then rex shows up to pick up his laundry and yeah. rex is played by mitchell ryan who is still alive he's done a lot of stuff um, you might know him from liar liar lethal yeah. weapon yeah. dharma and greg mm-hmm. and he played the dad on dharma mm-hmm. and greg yeah. Oh, he was on Wings, Murder, She Wrote. He's done everything. Everything. Um, everything. Yeah. He shows up in it to pick up his laundry, and I just, he leaves a bad taste God, in my he's mouth. he's just, he's the type, I mean, I, I, I've never been in, like, a, like, that kind of situation. I had an ex-boyfriend that was very, very, way too physical, but... Uh, but not so much like that. But I have had many, many, many different men in my life who have like many, 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 to say, look how, look how simple it is to kind of mimic this behavior and make someone feel invalidated about themselves. Or make someone question sort of their ability or who they are, mm-hmm. how they look or how they feel mm-hmm. about themselves or how they feel about a situation, mm-hmm. down to just being ignored. I mean, being ignored is a form of abuse if you're actually wanting to engage with that person. Oh, neglect further. absolutely is a form yeah. of abuse. Yeah. Like if, you, if, you're, if you're wanting sexual favors from that person, if you're wanting to have a sexual relationship with that person, if you're wanting them to do your laundry, but yet you're ignoring them, that's a form of abuse. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's 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 a form of verbal abuse and it's and it makes that person feel really really insecure about themselves although miles does kind of redeem himself at the end when he's like you said charlie was too scared to go mm-hmm. skydiving mm-hmm. yeah. yeah all right we're gonna do it he basically like, right. did the like <laughs> okay, golden girls equivalent of home improvements <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he was like yeah. <laughs> i was like all right um but yeah he was like i'm gonna be a better man i'm not like a better man but he's like i'm gonna show you that he's i'm sort of just as cool as charlie yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. I love turn, it. But that's kind of what he does. It is. It I would is. have loved to have seen at the top of the episode something redeeming about Rex and Blanche's relationship. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to like him. I don't like him. But I would have loved to see something to make me uh, 
See, get it. I want to like hook in right. a little bit more. Right. Great. Never, great. We see all the bad and never the good, right. which is when I feel like when people are in abusive relationships, they're always like, oh, but you should see him when he's at his best. He's so well, cause right. he's oftentimes an abusive. I mean, or great girl. I, my mother's talked about this openly, so I can totally say it. My mom is a victim of abuse from my dad. And like there is that charm level. There's that charm level where you like that person. Mm-hmm. You like the abuser a mm-hmm. lot because they are charming. They are nice. And and then there's something that happens and they turn very, very dark. And it's like there's a shift there, but there is a charm. And so you're right. It would have been nice to have like seen him do something. I guess we kind of did it a little bit with the kiss and mm-hmm. the butt cheek slap and stuff. She was taken by that. That was a, he swooped her up in her arms and kissed her very mm-hmm. romantically. And so there is, you see that as a redeeming quality. Like if someone did that to me, Ooh, I would like that. <laughs> but yeah, know? I agree. I think it would have been more effective. And we, we could have at least been like, oh, okay, that's the good side. Yeah. You know, if it's the butt powder or whatever, it's like, oh, that's the good in him that she sees. Yeah. And is sort of using to excuse the bad stuff. It's just, just weird to see Blanche as such a uh, submissive bottom. I know. You know? She's she such a dumb top. Any man. A dumb top. She, she really is a dumb top. You're it's, right. It's, she but, really is getting, but I mean, but sometimes you want to be submissive. It humanizes her. It fleshes her out more. Yeah. It, is, it is an interesting episode in that way because like you're saying, there's so many other lessons and storylines that she's sort of like yeah. overcome or been like the, the voice of wisdom or like really uh-huh. sex positive. And then she's in this situation in this one episode mm-hmm. yeah. that kind of takes her completely out of all that. It's insane. So it's insane. Yeah. Ugh. So, um, so when let's, can we talk about the proposal to go skydiving with Charlie? (laughs) Um, thought you'd never ask. (laughs) She's listening to like jazz music out in the light. I feel like she wants miles to come. She knows miles is coming over. I feel like she was listening to that music and she wanted miles to just like take her on the lanai. Okay. How many times, I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but you've had someone coming over or like you're having a date with someone and you have stressed the fuck out about the music selection that you have playing when they enter mm-hmm. and the potential music selection you could choose when you're about to do anal. I've never thought about that. <laughs> it's a very specific question. It's yeah. very specific. I've done the thing where you have a song playing that you're really into and then they're running a bit late or they're like parking and oh. you like skip back so the song plays Keep again. Playing it again. <laughs> <laughs> totally done that. I done can that. relate. I'll do that in the car sometimes if I'm listening to music. Oh yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I know I had this the other day when, when we were going over to Jeffrey's place and past guest vip guest of this podcast elliot glazer i went to go pick him up and i i don't know why but i was like i gotta find good music to be playing when elliot gets in the car (laughs) and so i I think i put on like david bowie or something but yeah it was i was i don't know why but i was surprisingly stressed to be like elliot's such a musical person and he knows music so so well i I can see that so i don't want to like make him think that i have bad taste in music so i was like Yes, best of David Bowie. Go. Yeah, that's yeah. You can't go wrong. That with was that. a solid choice. Um, Thank you. The song that Rose is listening to when Charlie comes out, or sorry, when Miles comes out, she said that her and Charlie once danced to that song around a campfire, hoping for rain. Do you think this was another? Uh, <laughs> this was another instance of Saint Olaf not having rain, and everybody had to abstain and oh, not have sex. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Whoa, mind blown. That is because mm. a couple a couple episodes ago there was a drought in mm. Saint Olaf. Mm-hmm. And they needed, so what happens when you have a drought is you abstain from sex yeah. and you don't send water because Naturally. envelopes leak. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I wondered. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So she tells Miles that the two of them are Yon City population too. Yeah. And she signed them up for skydiving classes. Have you guys ever got, gone skydiving? Mm-mm. I have zero interest in ever doing that. I bungee jumped, I, I, but I have never skydived. What was, to me, bungee jumping actually seems worse. 
Yeah, I fully agree with that. I don't know. I bungee jumped. The recoil. In. Yes, the coming up. Mm. And, the, oh, and then the I also hate spinning. And yeah, yeah, the jerkiness. I feel like with skydiving, you're at least, as long as you don't spin, yeah. you're just slowly Well, my go-to, if floating. I'm ever asked what my superpower would be, it's flying. So like, yes. yeah. as a human man who lacks the ability to fly, yeah. skydiving seems like the natural way to go. Yeah. My, I've just never done it. My superpower so, is to be able to, um, like have these glasses that can see through anything so I can just see like X-ray vision? Yeah, so I can like see everybody naked. That's all I want. What was your bungee jumping experience like? Did you like it? No, I did not. I um I was in Branson, Missouri. I was with family and I was very depressed and I hated everything and I was like, "Oh, well that's an option to avoid people." And so <laughs> I decided to do it and no one thought I would do it and then I was like, "Well, now I have to do it." And so I jumped off of it and it it wasn't scary i wasn't scared i don't really get scared very easily i get more scared by like having to go to a party and talk to people than i do bungee jumping (laughs) but uh but it it also wasn't pleasant at all like i I, when i finished it i was like i really don't ever need to do that again like or anything like it ever in my life wow because it wasn't just it just was why is this this isn't pretty Maybe it was because it was in Branson, Missouri. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like when some people do it, they're like, oh, I've lived. I feel so exhilarating. They get a and thrill blah, blah, blah. from it. It's the yeah. thrill. It's that, that, that sort of, uh, not what's the, what's the adrenaline? word? Adrenaline? Adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get an adrenaline yeah. rush from it. Whereas I get an adrenaline rush from like having a great idea, writing it down and thinking it's really fucking funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so on one of these date nights, I'm losing all, all, uh, aspect of time. There are a lot of dates, a lot of date nights. Um, Rex shows up. I realized he and I are kind of wearing the same shirt. And he wore those short shorts. Ooh, I wish I could wear those short shorts. I mean, I can wear those (laughs) short shorts, but you have to be very straight legged. Like you have perfect legs for those shorts. I have. I wasn't looking at any of the boys clothes in this episode. Uh, Yeah. I mean, Dorothy's Dorothy's (laughs) outfits were kind of perfect, but no, his shorts were so they were like the, like the boat shorts sort of type shorts, yeah. like the beach shorts and they were kind of short and beige and whatever. I can't, my thighs are too big for that. Yeah. He looked fine. I hate him. So <laughs> but he and I were wearing the same shirt, um, but they're going to a nighttime beach party again. Yeah. I think an opportunity to kill her. Wow. Ooh. So you think this is like golden girls CSI? No. Is that a thing? Could that be a thing? Should be. Should be a thing. Yes. <laughs> Golden Girls investigations. <laughs> I just I just think that he keeps looking for opportunities to kill her. Mm. Um, and it's very interesting because... Or for an accident to happen. Yes. Conveniently. An accident. An accident. And, you know, Blanche thought they were going to the theater, so she's not dressed for it. And he's like, well, we have no time. I and don't get it. She looked fine. She did look fine. And honestly, it's going to be chilly at night at the beach. So if anything, Rex is probably going to be a little cold. Thank she you. She looked great. And do you know how, like, she was wearing red? That's going to sparkle against a bonfire. She's going to look amazing. <laughs> she's going to look incredible. Yes. And you know what? She can take off her gla- her blazer and, and be one with everyone, too. She had, like, also, a pink blazer thingy on. if Rex is so... Such a stickler about time. Why is he always showing up late? Right. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Yeah. He, you know, if you're on time, you're late. If you're early, you're on time. So you know what, Rex? If you are always going to freak out if it takes someone 30 seconds to change their goddamn outfit, <laughs> then like come 15 minutes early yeah. so your asshole doesn't get so tight. That might have just been some more on the nose like this guy's a, a dickhead. Dick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, this guy's a total dickhead. Like, Double standard, patriarchy, no accountability. go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yes. And when Dorothy points it out, but and I think me. This is a very important lesson in this episode. 
Blanche is like, she, you know, Dorothy calls it abuse. And she was like, well, no, he hasn't laid a hand on me. So, yeah. no. Like, also, like, stay out of red it. flags blaring, like, yeah. blinking lights. As red but as you know, her outfit. But that does make sense for Blanche to not see that because Blanche is so vain. Like, you know, for her, of course, he's still sort of giving her attention. She and wants that's him what to she want wants. her. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. Well, that's, that's what, what I was saying. I'm not sure they were having much sex because if they were and if she felt like reciprocated from him, she probably would have gotten tired of him. Like if she actually had the sex. That's what it is. She likes the chase. History, you know. I can relate to her yep. so much in this episode. <laughs> I really can. The chase is always better mm-hmm. than the get. I know. Yep. Yep. You nailed it. Oh, I just got goosebumps at that revelation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll Good. take it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so a little bit later, um, you know, Blanche says that he apologized and he's going to take her marlin fishing again to kill her. And, um, <laughs> Dorothy explains that she was once in an abusive relationship. In high school. In high school. And she basically describes John Stamos. Michael Tortoli, that asshole. (laughs) How dare you. He was the high school football captain or whatever. Gorgeous, wavy black hair. That seems like some revisionist Golden Girls history, though, because wasn't she the high school mascot at one point? Yeah. I don't think think they would have ever really been a relationship. I don't know about all that. But maybe. But you know what? I have noticed this, too. So I, I have dated a lot of people in my day. And the prettier people, I will say, oftentimes like to feel acknowledged that they're pretty and I'm average. I mean, I'm not Mm. average, but you know what I'm saying? Mm. They love that sort of that back and forth of look who I'm with. Look how cool I, you know what I mean? Like it's this, it's a, it's a weird. Or what if they're just so insecure that they don't want to be with someone that they think is like better looking than them or that will cheat on them. That's true. I mean, I've had sex with a man who leaned over to me afterwards and said, it's nice to hook up with someone who like is average. No. Yeah. No. Average. (sighs) Average. Name a number. I can't. I will give it to you after (laughs) the episode though. Give it to you. That's awful. I know. I hope he listens. He said he likes the golden girls. Do you guys want to talk about skydiving class? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please. Um, I thought the instructor looked like the weird neighbor from Empty Nest. Yes, I agree. Also an asshole, though. Like, not comforting at all. No. (laughs) Wasn't even facing Miles. It's like someone didn't say tuck and roll. (laughs) Leave poor Miles. He's doing everything to make Rose happy. I have a feeling if this episode was airing today and and his line was, someone didn't say tuck, the response would have been, I'm not a drag queen. Mm -hmm. Like, it would have been like... (laughs) It would have been something different. Also, I was definitely thinking that. Yeah, exactly. I totally was, too. Yeah. Yeah. I just like the way that Miles pronounced aeroplane. Aeroplane. (laughs) He said it a couple times. (laughs) Marguerite. Marguerite. Good old Miles. We don't know what to do with the programs. (laughs) I can never. Maestro. Oh, it's always B. Arthur. I can never not hear Alaska say programs. Murder somebody with the programs. No, the way he does it is like, (laughs) the program. I can't even do it. Alaska, just text me the voice memo of it. I need it. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, Miles is scared shitless because yeah. they're going to go skydiving. Yeah. And uh, and Rose, Rose has implied that Charlie and her did that when they never did. Mm-hmm. Ever. Yeah. And it's, Why do you think that is? Do you think it's just that she, like, when she talks about Charlie, she always just kind of, like, builds him up as this, like, bigger than, you know, kind of, like. Yeah. I don't know. Just. I think there's a bit of. I mean, I think it's okay, too. Like. If someone passes and you were married for however many years they were married and they were good years, you know, and you had lots of kids and you were happy together, like, 
you're probably not going to remember all the things that he didn't do for you. You're going to remember the good things, especially if it was a really happy, happy time. And so that's probably what she's doing. She's trying to create more happy memories that may not have actually existed just to keep Charlie's memory more happily alive. Wasn't that sort of like mirrored in that her birthday episode? A little she bit. She makes her own cake. Yeah. That was a flashback episode. Right, right, right. But how they all came together. But yeah, yeah she. There was a little She's bit old. of like having the birthday cake and char- yeah, but like remembering things better than like what Miles actually says. Like you're remembering the way it never was. Well, but isn't right. that true for like a lot of things that yeah. we do? I mean, we look back at like memories, and memories are subjective. Like because we there's no facts to say that happened that way or not. So like as we age, maybe those things change. Maybe, maybe details change to make us cope and feel better. Now I may have been typing, but, and so I may have missed it, but is there any acknowledgement on Rose's behalf on like, Oh, I, wow, I am, no. I am doing this. No. And this is okay. I need to she just doesn't really stop have and think that about aha this moment. Okay. Where she's like, it's on her. And I think he respectively kind of gets it, understands and understands that this is something that Rose as a widow needs to, you know, she, he has to respect that. He has to respect that this relationship that she still has with Charlie, mm-hmm. you know, in her head, in yeah. her mind and in her heart, she'll always have Charlie. And so like, he's really respectful. He could have called her out on it and said, I'm, you know, you're doing this to me. It's all your fault. Like he could have done that. But I think he knew being a sweet, loving boyfriend that he shouldn't do that to someone like in her situation. They also both almost walked out wearing like all the gear and the parachutes and the helmet. Like she was like, let's go. And they start like walking toward the exit. I was like, are they not going to take those off before they go? But then he was like, let's do it. I Um, loved it. All right, we won't spoil, even though everybody knows, we won't spoil it's the joke of how it ends. It's such a good last line. It's such a good last line. Oh, but can we get to the dramatic scene? Yes. Uh. Yes. Also, if you watch in the scene, because Blanche is dressed for a nautical nightmare, um, she's wearing (laughs) these dangly starfish earrings and like they just, they move. Oh, I know. They move like as she jerks her head around. She's like, it's a very dramatic scene. I did not like this outfit. I felt it made her look fat. She was covered from like neck to. Okay. I didn't like it. No, I didn't like it. I'm saying. Ma'am. I, I understand, guys. I down. understand. I think that was the point, though. Honestly, I think yeah, she was I supposed think... to be at a low, like a rock bottom point for herself I and think her so. yeah. um, self esteem. So I maybe agree. that was intentional. It just didn't look good on her, and it made me in the situation that was happening. I wanted her to like wear something really tight and sexy. Just to okay. First of all, she's going on a boat at night. It's going to be windy. She's going to be cold. I yeah. thought she looked great. I mean, she looked great. Yes, I'm just saying it wasn't the most flattering outfit. I just had a full flashback. I think it was the pilot episode. If it wasn't the pilot, it was the second one where Blanche is meant to be married and then is like so embarrassed. That's the pilot. So she's playing into this thing of like validation from a man again. Mm -hmm. So maybe this episode isn't so out of the blue. These are like recurring themes in her life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Marry Harry, marry Harry. before Before we get into the very, very serious portion of this scene, we must first acknowledge and thank the Lord for Dorothy's nightgown. Um, oh, sure. It was the best nightgown I have ever seen in my life. It was this blue checkered. Is it plaid? Yeah. I think she's like a plaid. worn it before. Has she? Yeah. I, well, oh, whatever. I'm in love again. I love the way the wardrobe on this show exists where they like recycle pieces because mm-hmm. that's yeah. just how normal folks would yeah. dress. That's how, people yeah. they, how they would have. Yeah. No. Yeah. She's worn that one. It's great. It looks so comfortable. It's so good. So when Rex shows up. And oh, because Blanche forgot her like lucky silver dollar or something. So he shows up and he says to Dorothy, he's like, he won't even sit down. He just stands behind 
the chair with his hands on the chair God, like a fucking a macho man. Dickhead. Just like a presidential debate. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Ooh, oh, foreshadowing. Just <laughs> oh. creepily Hillary, shut up while I'm Grabby asshole. Oh, what? Um, he goes... Uh, Not a political podcast. He goes to Dorothy. He's like, do you want to go light a fire under her? Dorothy goes, No. And he goes, why? And she goes, because I think she's being burned enough as it is. Jerry Springer audience goes crazy. What? (laughs) I wanted her to hit him so badly. I know. Or like backslapped him. Like, bitch. (laughs) And I think the reason why he's such a huge man is because they needed to cast a man larger than B. Arthur to grab her arm. Yeah. I think that was maybe a conscious choice. There is something, I will admit, that makes me very uncomfortable when Dorothy is grabbed. There's something, because I I see Dorothy as a regal woman. Mm -hmm. I see her as large and sort of, you know, gangly in a way. And there's just something very stoic about her. And when someone physically sort of touches her. You're hurting me. Yeah, it's really upsetting. It makes, it's uncomfortable. It's a really awkward moment. Also, I think, like, just... Uh, in like instinctively, I think that anytime you see, and I don't want to call the women elderly, but anytime you see someone, um, like vulnerable, like a child mm-hmm. or a, an animal mm-hmm. or an older person being physically abused, yeah. I think it's like, because you feel like, I mean, not that, I mean, Dorothy could have fucking knocked that guy out, but yeah, you know, I think yeah. it's like just that sort of. You know, knee jerk. It's just too much. I, yeah, I it was it was really uncomfortable. But Blanche seeing it was the aha moment she mm-hmm. needed to really sort of kick that guy out. Mm-hmm. You know, like she needed that. And that was he got an applause break when she kicked him out. Oh yeah. I don't think we've ever had an applause break like when she kicked out the jerk in a wheelchair. Like all the guys that no. she's kicked out, I don't think we've but ever. This gotten one was an a different break. type. I mean, this was a different type of being kicked out because this man physically assaulted her friend. Of course. Mm-hmm. And so like, and she took charge and was. Like, I'm gonna make sure that's something. That's a promise you keep. Mm-hmm. Like about it's a moment of redemption for her too, and yes. everyone's sort of like breathing a sigh of relief. Like, oh, yeah, you know. totally. But it's a it's a great moment. What was so strange to me and jarring, and it's because in a TV show this is normal, but in real life it would not be. They like he grabbed Dorothy's arm. Blanche kicks him out, and yeah. Rose comes out, and they're like, "Oh, hey, Rose, you how is skydiving?" And right. I'm like, "Wait, wait, what?" Like, well, Rose I mean, would have come out, and you'd have been like, "Guess what just happened?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's true. Rex grabbed Dorothy, and then I kicked him out, and then Dorothy said this really good line where she was like, "I think she's been burned enough." It was the best. <laughs> like Sophia would have been like, "This is exciting. I've been bored this whole time." But instead, Finally. she goes to the Thimble Museum, and I'm like, "But that's a boring place, oh, Sophia. Wait, no. What are you doing?" So Sophia, what she got at that thimble museum. Ooh, ooh. So she she brought out this thimble that she bought for Miles, who after Miles um, and, and... She and bought it for herself. After Miles and Rose went skydiving, he hurt his leg, and so he's in the hospital, and he's laid up for a week. And so Sophia went to the thimble museum and bought him a thimble, and she it's this thimble. How, what does she say? She's like, you look at it one way, and then you turn it upside down. Uh, whoa, <laughs> I'm going to keep this one for myself. I love penis. I have a hard time <laughs> What believing... was Miles going to do with that penis thimble, Exactly. Though? She bought it for herself. Oh, herself. I'm saying. He would have enjoyed thimbles it. thimbles are so tiny, and like, she's an old woman. Her glasses have a very thick prescription. I'm surprised she could even... Unless it was just a dick. I think that is a great thimble, and I want to see it now. I think I might, like, Photoshop a thimble and a naked man. 
I think <laughs> for this episode, for that is now three photos I am doing for this episode. The last thing you want when you're like working with needles is something to distract you. That's yeah. like right there on your thumb. I feel like that it kind of defeats the purpose of what a, a thimble is meant for. I but think I think that thimble bought from the Thimble Museum is probably largely symbolic and decorative. Yeah, that's kind of the way I was thinking of it too. Yeah. I also just love Sophia's like hustle. She's oh. always going places. Mm. She's even going. in an episode she's, where she's just so bored to tears. She's like, "Oh yeah, I just you know popped into the Thimble Museum in my free time." Like, yeah. girl, you better get around. She is doing it. She's she doing the damn thing. Oh, she is the also early '90s Paris Hilton. So <laughs> said no one ever. Yeah. <laughs> so when Rose describes Miles yes. going out of the plane, she says, a man screeching toward the earth trying to grab a bird. Does that mean he fell out of the plane? I mean, Do I don't... Do you think he meant to jump? I think... I think he meant to jump. I okay. think he yeah. just panicked when he was airborne. Yeah, okay. or, or or maybe he like got really excited while he was airborne. He was like, I can touch the birds. And, he, and like, that's tried, how he hurt his leg. And then he hurt his leg doing yeah. it. Yeah. And then the last line. So Rose is leaving because visiting hours are until 10. Rose is leaving to go see Miles. And all of this is happening. And then she starts walking out the door and she's like, what, did, what was the exact words? She says, boy, I'm glad I didn't jump. I mean, yeah. <laughs> perfection. Like perfection, little button to end that episode on. Oh, so good. And they all just sit there like, oh, yeah. But but Rose is going to get what's coming to her because in the next episode, Miles is going to be like, we've been in a serious relationship for a long time and I'm not who you think I am. Also, oh. all of our lives are in danger. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? I can't. No. I don't I don't know what I would do. I'm still stuck on this. Why didn't they talk more about the abuse? Anyway, we don't have to get into it again. I know. It just seems weird to gloss over it. Although I kind of, you see this moment in Dorothy's eyes where she's like, I'm fine. Like, yeah, let's just normalize. I don't make a meal of this. My friend figured it out. Yeah. And she, and maybe, I mean, we don't, she doesn't directly say this, but Maybe Dorothy intentionally tried to stroke his fire a little mm. bit to try to get him to react in a way so that Blanche would see him at his furious. Well, she just had enough. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she was. Mm. Dorothy was just like, no, no more. No more. But at least, yeah, at least that moment is what, you know, Blanche was like, it took him grabbing you for me to really see. Yeah. How terrible he is. Yeah. So, like, you know, listen to your friends, guys. Like, talk to people. Like, if you see something and there's friends in a situation, like, don't be afraid to talk to them about it. You know? Yeah, and listen to them and be patient with them. Be patient. Everyone's going to come to terms on their own time. Exactly. And, and listen to your heart. Well, and it's also, like, it's also a weird <laughs> place. Like, if, if you know your friend is being abused, like, physically abused, that is a situation that is a, a very dangerous thing to be in and it is harmful and it is illegal so like that's an area where then you overstep your boundaries mm-hmm. a little bit and maybe can do something but if it's if it's in the situation where sort of blanche was that's more of exactly what dorothy did just sort of trying to talk to her friend and really unfortunately it's not until her friend is able to realize it and see it for herself for blanche to have done anything you know yeah Ugh, hate it was those a great situations. episode great episode great really episode. great episode and funny too Oh my god, funny. Mm. That's what I've always loved about the show. Like I was saying at the beginning, like yeah. just like these major, 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 really socially, culturally relevant themes, mm-hmm. and you're laughing your ass off. This is two in a row, too. Last episode, Phil's mm-hmm. Phil's funeral, which yeah. is a very serious I episode. Love that episode. And this one wasn't necessarily serious. I don't think this was that serious, but it it was it, there had a serious element to it, mm-hmm. of course, but it still maintained really funny, mm-hmm. you know. And it ended on a really funny note, unlike yep. the last episode, which ended on like. 
you know. Yeah, the last episode tears. was a tearjerker, so yeah. they needed to bring the room back up. Yeah. Should we do our, our golden takeaways? Yes. Joey, yes. our golden takeaway is a nugget of truth of inspiration that you can apply to your life or to the lives of our listeners based on this episode. We'll start so you have okay. an example. Well, it's been a while since you've given the, ex- the, the, the GT explanation it to us. Much appreciated. My golden takeaway from this episode is I need to date more tall men who wear short shorts, who have legs to wear those shorts, and um, and who are physically strong, but not in an abusive way, in a sexy way. <laughs> That's my golden takeaway. That's great. <laughs> my golden takeaway is um, I think I'm going to start doing puzzles again. It's been a long time. My dad does puzzles. He loves it. He also plays solitaire. I have a feeling if I did a puzzle, Frasier would steal the pieces and I would never be able to finish a puzzle. Oh, that would drive me bonkers. If I, if that happened to me, I'd probably buy another version of the puzzle just, just to, to get the, the piece. Yeah. And then I would have a bag of backup pieces were others to go missing That's at any much. point. That's too much. <laughs> Sounds yeah. great to me. Uh, well, I would say that my golden takeaway would have to be um, emphasis on positive aspects of the people in your lives. Hmm. Um, this whole time we've been talking about like the deceased husbands and then there's obviously like Stan who's the utter complete yeah. foil. And yeah, um, just in a way to celebrate, celebrate what's good, celebrate what's good about yourselves mm. um, and, and focus on building as much rapport and self-esteem as you can with yourself and with the people that you care about because you don't really know until you're on the other side of it. It's like yeah. that Gaga song, until it happens to you. Yeah. Yeah. So to be better to yourself and the people that you care about, I feel like just fosters that kind of. Yeah. Caring about yourself yeah. and, and who you are and yeah. what you are. Yeah. That's a great golden takeaway. That is a great, that's one of the best golden takeaways we've had. Thank you, Joey. <laughs> So sweet. Well, that's it. Where can people follow you on the interwebs? Well, um, on Instagram, my handle is Joey. That's spelled G-R-A-Y-J-O-E-Y. Mm-hmm. I also have my zine, my yes. uh, queer, political, creative, funny, not always super, super, super serious and political zine called Hardy. Um, and that's Hardy Zine, H-A-R-D-Y. I saw the Z-I-N-E. first issue. I enjoyed yeah. it very Third much. issue's coming out next month. I'm Ooh, super excited so about it. I'm yeah. excited to check it out. Yeah. So cool. So uh, at me. Yeah. Send me messages. Yeah. Well, we'll post I'm the... I'm at you as soon yeah. as you We'll post the here. ridiculous picture that um, you're going <laughs> to teach me how to take. And, and people will follow you from that. Yeah. And uh, if you guys are following along with the podcast, the next episode we will be watching, it's another great one, it's Sister of the Bride with oh. uh, Clayton, where Clayton wants to get married. Yes. So Yes, yes, be, yes. Blanche and another pickle. Yeah. Oh, Blanche, she's yep. having so many issues. <laughs> oh, my God. We should have a gay marriage expert on or something. Mm. Yeah. Oh, now you've said it. You've said it out loud it into the microphone. Happen, guys, we're all friends. You know how hard this shit is. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm H. Allen Scott. You can follow me on everything. Um, and I am uh, at Squid Eat Squid on Twitter and Squidzy on Instagram. And you guys can follow the podcast at outonthelanai.com. Uh-huh. And on Twitter, we are at Golden Girls Pod. And on Facebook, we are Golden Girls podcast and yeah. if you guys want to make a donation to the podcast you can go to out on slash donate where you can give us a one-time donation or set up a monthly donation through patreon and if you still want to support the podcast but you don't uh can't give money which is totally fine you guys can go to itunes you can rate and review us or tell your friends and family about the podcast yeah we could really use those comments really matter so like go to the itunes page and, yeah. and leave a little comment or a rating because it's 
crazy how important it is these yeah, days. Yeah, helps, helps get us more eyes on the podcast. Definitely. So uh, yeah, once yeah, and thank you guys all the all the tweets, all the Facebook comments and messages. Keep them coming. So sweet. They're so the nice. best. They, they get really me through are. my hardest moments. There are there are some moments, especially mm-hmm. like when I was saying these past few weeks, it's been really sort of anxiety ridden. But it's really nice to like see the validation and the the friendship that comes from Golden Girls appreciation. Yeah. It's so I'm telling you, Golden so Girls great. community. So best thank you guys. Out there. Now Joey's a part of it. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much Welcome for having me. Thank you for being a friend. I'm so thank you I'm just for being so, a friend. I'm just so happy to be your friend. I'm so glad this all came about. I am too. Thank oh, you. Yes, thank you for being here. It was it was awesome. Do you want to do you want to end with our our going away slogan? You ready for this? Sure. Just go ready. And remember, guys, as always, stay, stay golden. golden. <laughs> Joey wasn't prepared Done. for that. <laughs> oh, I thought I was just observing. <laughs> 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 <laughs>